gentlemen, and welcome to Glowing Weak Point, the show where we talk about poly- uh, games. We talk about games, and other anime, and manga, and books, and all that sort of shit. And also life, your- and philosophy. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, I'm your host, John, and you've already heard from my co-host, Wombat. How are you doing today? Oh man- I am so pumped to exist today. And oh, that's every day. Good. That's good. Sounds I've like actually you've had a great week, so I want to know what the glowing point of that week has been. Uh, the week has actually been really shitty, but over the weekend, uh, I hung out with some friends and stuff, so that was nice. Uh, okay. John, I mentioned before that I was moving, right? Yeah. Um, well, that was supposed to happen this last week. And it didn't. Supposed to. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, last, is, last minute we found out, mean? we found out that the person who was supposed to be buying our house, uh, went delinquent on their current house payment. And so the credit company and the bank are like, hey, you can't buy a house. And so... Ooh. They have to fix it by Thursday, and then we can close on the house if it's okay. And if not, then we just have to go through the process of selling the house again. Which means we'll probably lose out on the house that we were trying to move into. Yeah. Hey, I mean, there is one silver lining if that happens, which is the, um, if they fail at this point... Uh, they have to pay you a good bit of money? Oh, yeah, I mean, they have to, to... pay us the earnest money, but that was only $1,500. It, I like, mean, barely recoups the w- costs of, like, like all the the Airbnb we had rented to live uh, in. Ah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep, all the movers well. we had to pay. But you know what? Let's go back to a glowing weak point. I saw the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once this week, and that I've was great. I've heard lots of good things about it. It is a fantastic movie, and everybody should watch it. Oh, gosh. I've seen a lot of things this week. Um, so my glowing weak point is that my wife's best friend came down from Virginia and uh, stayed the weekend with us, which was awesome. It was fun hanging out with them, and uh, you know the first night we uh, we watched Picard together. Okay. Yeah, uh, which was great. I've I've just seen the first episode so far, but uh, looking forward to watching the rest of it now. Um, and then the next day we went to the Rena- the Renaissance Festival. The Renaissance. Le Renaissance. Um, yeah, and uh, that's always fun. I I go there every year except for the past two because um hell. Yeah. And <laughs> and man, the it's, black it's just loads of fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There were surprisingly fewer um plague doctors there this year than there were before the pandemic i i guess maybe it's just a little too close to home honestly weird that there were plague doctors at all 
it's not really a renaissance era kind of thing it's much more of a right before the renaissance kind of thing so that's the thing about renaissance festivals is that renaissance festivals are closer to being medieval festivals i've also found that they're much more middle ages themed yeah, they're 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 medieval, almost like end of dark ages uh, themed, and there there's some like if you look at the clothing that they sell at the plate shops, that's more closer to Renaissance, but you know there's still a good bit of medieval in there as well. There's and, lots of knights and and stuff. Yeah, and I remember yeah, one like, time I went and they were playing like a game of chess but with people and everybody was in plate armor and shit and i'm like what are we doing yeah and, you know, <laughs> at the one i go to i mean it's the the georgia renaissance festival um they they do jousting like they've got a, a joust there and, i've seen jousting uh, definitely not renaissance no but <laughs> it was but you know definitely out of style by the time of the renaissance <laughs> But there's there's also like a big pirate section of the Excuse uh, me? park, and pirates are also very post Renaissance. Well, yeah, yeah, very post Renaissance. So <laughs> I mean, you, you get a little little of both sides, and uh, we land on either the, side of the Renaissance, but rarely in the Renaissance. Correct. <laughs> um. Yeah, but you know, I don't care. Um. <laughs> The, the one thing that uh, all three of us were disappointed in, and uh, I've noticed in the past, but I always forget about it, is that there's really not a Japanese section at all. And, like, y- it's you very Europe absolutely, focused. yeah, you could absolutely, well, okay, you say that, but. The ones I've is, been to, at least. There's quite a bit of um far eastern or middle eastern um influences like there there's lots of uh belly dancer skirts and uh those like jewelries and things that are very clearly um middle eastern to far eastern influenced um and that's Honestly, there's almost more of that than there is the pirate stuff. And the pirate stuff has their own section. <laughs> Listen, that might just be a Georgia thing, because the ones I went to in Alabama were extraordinarily Eurocentric. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, like, you've got knights walking around. You've you've got that. Why not have samurai, too? Why not have right. a Japanese section? Which would be perfect because of all the things you could do. You could do tea ceremonies. And you could do, like, here, dress up in a kimono. You can, you know, le- you know wear kimono throughout the park. and Like, we're already a bunch one. of cosplaying LARPers. Like, let's just go all out. Yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> go all in. And I know, samurai are 1800s era. But... They feel like they're Renaissance slash medieval. To be fair, era, it's like so 16, 16 to eighteen hundreds. It's that kind of yeah, yeah. Like they were around for a bit. <laughs> yeah, but like but I mean, you could even yeah. go back to like like a Three Kingdoms era China. You could do that. 
You could have people dressing yeah. up like like fucking uh, Sunsei. Yeah, no, I mean, so the problem with Chinese history is that nobody knows it, <laughs> which is depressing because Chinese history is potentially more important than the rest of the world's history. With it definitely just... affects more people than, <laughs> than yeah. Europe's history. And I mean, even if you if you go to college, like every single thing, they're like, "All right, cool." So this Western um, uh, mathematician discovered this thing, and that's why we call it this rule. Despite the fact that in China, two thousand years before that, uh, this Chinese uh, mathematician discovered this rule, and oh, and right. here's this other you know bit of philosophy that you know we we've named after Aristotle, but. Uh, Really, 2,000 years <laughs> before that, <laughs> these 17 Chinese philosophers came up with the same ideas and debunked them. And <laughs> I remember yeah. learning pretty much nothing about Chinese history in my world history classes in middle school. Oh, yeah, no. And also, that was the last time I got world history classes was in middle school. Yeah. And, oh gosh, then then if you want to talk about, like, you know, one of the most deadly wars in Western history was the Civil War, where, like, 300,000 Americans died. I think it's actually, like, 450,000. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know the, that we count the them all as Americans, though, because the, the South is seceded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean... So the winners, the winners write the history, right? And, and for some reason, the North, for some reason, the, the North, North is like we want those secede. people back. Yeah, the North's point was that they couldn't secede, and thus they were still Americans. So imagine, uh, but I mean, this would this would have been wrong, but. Imagine if after the Civil War, we had just guillotined all of the wealthy aristocrats in the South. I mean, you would have guillotined most of the South. <laughs> um, but, so like, American Civil War started in like 1861. The Taiping Rebellion, at the exact same time, from 1850 to 1864, uh, had an estimated 20 million casualties. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it's worth noting that there's war. so many more people there that whenever a conflict breaks out, a lot more people die. Yeah. Like the the <laughs> of the 10 most damaging wars in history, the top 5 are Chinese. Right. <laughs> like just China. It's usually them uh, fighting themselves. <laughs> yeah. Like, the the least deadly was the Chinese Civil War from 1927 to 1950 with 7.5 million deaths. And it's also worth noting that it's, like, the oldest nation that currently exists to still pretty much resemble what it looked like thousands of years ago. Yeah. L like, the the lines drawn and everything like china is today pretty much how it was 
in 2000 BC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <sighs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, there's there's no no Japanese section. There's like no. there's there's one place where you can buy ocarinas and okay. that's about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think they leave it for the uh the paxes of the world. They're like, "Well, we'll cosplay then." Yeah, I I think they're just missing out because I think it's it's something that people would be interested in and would go there specifically for that. Oh yeah, and definitely. They have the room for it, so it's it's kind of kind of dumb not to include it. You could have your dumb and, medieval uh, chess thing, but instead of knights in armor, you could have one side be ninjas and the other side be samurai. Yeah, or shinobi to use the you know proper term. Sure. Um. Then uh, after that, I watched Ready Player One, which was oh no, you know, I had never seen it before. It's pretty good. Okay. What do you think? I wasn't gonna like it. I mean, most people don't. So my I never read was the book. Like it. I never read the book, so uh, the movie was great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it compares to the book, but I mean, the movie. I imagine the uh, movie has to be better than the book, just just by virtue of it being like directed by Steven Spielberg and like cutting out all of the times when the prose is talking to itself. So, uh, have you read the book? Um, I've read I've read excerpts of the book. I, I'm not gonna okay. pay money to read an Ernest Klein G- book. So. I know two things about this. One is that, in general, original media is better. If it started as a book, the book is better. If it started as a movie, the movie is better. The Star Wars movie is vastly superior to the Star Wars book. The Lord of the Rings uh, books are superior to the Lord of the Rings movies. Although, I'm actually going to say they're, they're, they're kind of just different beasts. Um, like, with the extreme changes in characterization to major characters in Lord of the Rings between the book and the movie, like, it's, it's kind of just its own thing. There's not that much different. I mean, Samwise is not a complete fucking moron in the movie, and Boromir has, like, personality traits. I would not call him a moron in the books. He's definitely but, a much more of a bumbling oaf type. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a lot closer to being a farmer than he is in the uh, yeah movies. <laughs> but uh, but in general, original medium is better. Uh, and the second point is that I know lots and lots of people who love the book. They love the book, so. You know, I'm gonna say uh, counterpoint to original media is always better. Um, the Fifty Shades of Grey franchise. Uh, I mean, it's just bad. Right, but the movie, the it's, movie it's just makes bad it with both. It, it, the movie makes it at least like almost tolerable, whereas the book is just like pages and pages of this 
like grotesquely naive woman <laughs> questioning herself and being abused by the Ugh. worst piece of shit that's ever walked the earth and in the movie she's like an actual person who could exist somewhere and the dude is just like a guy who's got some fucked up issues <laughs> much more tolerable All right. well that's enough of that now we're going to do this backwards. Yep. We're changing so, it up today. and You'll learn why at the end. So we're going to start with part three, keeping accountable. Uh, so normally we announce what game we're going to play and stuff, but we forgot to last week. So like um, this was also supposed to be the week of the novel and we forgot to announce that. So now we're doing this. Yeah, so. So, I guess right now we're going to announce that uh, next week. I, I mean, it's the right time. It's at part three. So, it this is. is usually when we announce it. Uh, next week, uh, read your Reborn as a Space Mercenary, book three, because we will be two. There's and a new also, girl on the cover. And also, w- the, the child is in a swimsuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yep. Uh, and also, we're going to be talking about games played again, so we'll be we'll be playing a bunch more games, including the mobile game Soul Knight. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that. Meanwhile, keeping accountable, Shipwreck was the game Wombat picked out. Um, How did this go? And uh, Well, okay, I want to know, why'd you pick this one? Honestly, I was just scrolling through... The uh the bundle that I know we both have, and yep. I was like, eh, this one looks like it could be played, so we can do this. <laughs> that was that was it. Okay, okay. So I played twenty minutes of it. Okay. Um, it's basically it is a uh Legend of Zelda like. Um, it's a, it's a typical like SNES era Zelda like top down collect um, items dungeon crawl solve a yeah, couple you of have, puzzles. You have two items active at a time. You can equip different things from your inventories, like your sword and a shield, or your sword and a uh, and apples heal you um, if you use them. Uh, and and yeah, you it's it's exactly the same as Zelda. You you wander around. Um, it, it started, uh, where you got shipwrecked and you ended up on a beach and it's storming and you try and get out of the storm by wandering around the beach. And then finally you find a cave and that's your first dungeon okay. and yeah, walked around the dungeon. There's keys and, uh, haven't gotten pressure plates yet, but they've got to happen. Uh, <laughs> they <laughs> always happen. And, and and chests and um the when you kill things they drop coins sometimes and uh then got to the end of it where there was the boss which was a giant crab and uh it was it was really easy to kill uh (laughs) i mean that's usually how it goes for the first boss yeah then I uh, I exited the cave and I found myself in a small village, and I uh, wandered around. All of the doors were locked, and finally, uh, 
a dude run, ran up to me and said, hey, you know, this is a storm. Get out of it. Be safe. You know, there's a an inn right over there. So I went and I slept the storm away in an inn, uh, which cost me 50 coins. Yeah. Ugh. But, I mean, you get coins like crazy. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, they slept the storm away in an inn and left, and now all the doors will open in all the places. So I went in almost all the, the buildings and did, you know, usual style. I pillaged the town. Uh, <laughs> Broke all of their jars. Uh-huh. Opened all the treasure chests in their houses. Right. Um, stole their personal possessions. Got it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and then finally I got to a place where... Um, there was a dude standing by an exit, and I walked up, and he said, you know, you can't leave here because uh, the mayor has forbidden everyone to leave. So thanks a lot, um, Ocarina of Time, for making that a standardized character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, went and found the mayor in his giant house, and he uh, gave us exposition in that the storm is due to a ghost that's inhabiting the island and the ghost is just he's evil and he likes making mischief and stuff and that's why he causes storms that you know cause shipwrecks and right now the ghost is hiding in a lighthouse that is sealed with four seals lighthouse and ghost. uh-huh i mean that's that's a classic as well right um just call Scooby-Doo and they'll take care of it. And uh, the the mayor asked us to unlock the four seals and defeat the ghost. Otherwise, we'd never be able to leave because, I mean, shipwrecks. Um, so, uh, he said that the first seal was to the east of town and has the life seal in it. So, I went ahead and headed east out of the town and went looking for the dungeon because I figured I'd stop at the dungeon and let you do it, but I'd at least get you there. Uh-huh. Um, and instead, I found a minigame house. Okay. <laughs> with too many games in it. Uh, it's it's a mom-and-pop shop. Yeah, no, two minigames. Um, oh, I and, see. And, I mean, which is too many, but... Uh, <laughs> so there, there were two courses in it uh when you walk in immediately there's an old man there and he runs a crossbow training course a crossbow um course but you have to have a crossbow to do it and the Zelda uh, staple i didn't right uh, and it says crossbow but it looks like an actual bow right it's probably understand. just a bow yeah um so i was like well so much What's for the that. Other one? Walked over and walked over into the other room, and it's a it's the wife, uh, old lady there, who's like, "Hey, I've got a sword training course, and uh, if you win, I'll give you this crossbow." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Well, I guess I'm doing this," and uh, took me two tries, uh, but I I got it. I went through and and hacked all the dummies without getting hit by arrows. I mean, the shield helped with that, and. Then she gave me the crossbow. And then I left the crossbow training course for you. Oh. So that's where you get... <laughs> Thank you so much. My pleasure. You know, there. going back to the uh, opening treasure chests in random people's houses, there is something mm -hmm. to be said for the, uh, the communistic nature of RPGs in general. 
Like everybody right. just shares everything with you. It's really it's yeah. really great. You know, you just walk into people's houses, they're not scared, you know? They're just like, "Hi, neighbor." Oh, and then then you have to look at the capitalism side of it because like you've got all those neighbors who are just happy to give you all of their life savings. And then you go to a shop and they're like, "I don't give a fuck that you're saving the world and are the hero as declared by the king." Right. Uh this uh this sword's going to cost you 18 million uh gold. Good luck. Right. It, it's like the uh in uh in Pokémon Fire Red and Leaf Green, the bike is the bike is a million dollars, but you, or free, or free, or, or you go down to the next city and you get a bike voucher for free, and now you just have a bike. Yeah, yeah. They exclusively sell it for eighteen million gold, or free, or free. There's no haggling with the price. It is nope. It is absurdly expensive, or not at all. Yeah. All right. Well, that was keeping accountable. Cool. That went by quick. Yeah. So now it is time for game facts. The facts about the games. God, it's so weird to get to this before the half hour mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. We're talking about darkened sky. Are you familiar with Darkened Sky at all? I'm not. Good. <laughs> okay. Darkened Sky is a third-person fantasy action adventure game developed by Boston Animation and published by Simon and Schuster for Windows mm-hmm. and GameCube, the the book publishing company. Yes, Simon and Schuster. Yes. Okay. Also, Windows and GameCube? <laughs> yes. That's... <laughs> Wait. Oh, no. I remember Darkened Sky. <laughs> Keep going. In Darkened Sky, you play as the young woman Sky, searching the world for her mother, performing magic and bludgeoning enemies with her staff as she takes down the minions of the evil wizard Necroth. Necroth. Probably one of the prettiest games we've talked about so far, traveling across the five worlds of Linlora, Ogmire, Zenjai, Stoneheath, and the Gargoyle Realms, they also went big with voice acting, with Sky being voiced by Linda Larkin, who voiced Princess Jasmine in Disney's 1992 Aladdin. 1992 film, Aladdin. Whatever, fuck you. Missing missing words bother me so much. It was frequently packaged alongside Outlaw Golf, a mature-rated golf game where you could play as a stripper and take out your frustration on your caddy with violence. Commentated by Steve Carell. Okay. <laughs> Is Steve Carell maybe in, like, that Christopher Walken space where I, like uh, yeah. you can just pay him five bucks and a, a bag of weed and he'll show up to do whatever absolutely he is <laughs> like absolutely he is <laughs> like could I could I cast Steve Carell in my own home movie <laughs> is what I'm wondering <laughs> probably 
Because <laughs> I know I could cast Christopher Walken. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. That's just a fact. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Simon & Schuster Interactive produced a lot of tie-in video games, from M&M's to Star Trek to Sabrina the Teenage Witch, although there were definitely several standout exceptions to that, like Panty Raider, From Here to Immaturity. Or when they ported Doom to Windows Mobile, or EVE Online to Windows Desktop. I'm sorry, Panty Raider? <laughs> yeah, Panty Raider, from here to immaturity. A, um, a scantily clad, skimpy uh, women catalog got lost in space, and a bunch of aliens found it. And will destroy Earth unless they can uh, get their hands on more of that content. So you, as a normal human teenage boy, must use x-ray glasses and panty-dissolving goo and uh, other such materials. Oh, wow, this is gross. Get them, get them more materials or else they'll destroy the world. Oh, wow, this is really gross. It's rated M. Yeah, it should be rated uh, fuck off. <laughs> <sighs> Here we are now. In Darkened Sky, you power up your character and perform magic by collecting and using the five colored artifacts. A small, button-shaped artifact with a white S on it. That's right. Boston Animation licensed Skittles for this. Yeah! Skittles! Yeah, I remembered when, as soon as we started talking about Darkened Sky, just a little bit more, I'm like, oh no, it's the one where you get Skittles, isn't it? <laughs> now, initially they were trying to get M&Ms, but uh, Mars Incorporated decided uh, that Skittles would be a better option could like like they were saying hey let's get m&ms but if we can't get m&ms we'll take skittles and mars was like ah we want to give you skittles because uh nobody older than 20 wants skittles and um maybe we can raise that market cap a little i like skittles i also like skittles and Darkened sky is actually pretty much just a straightforward fantasy action game Correct. Except you find yeah. Skittles occasionally. Yes. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so <laughs> out of place. <laughs> like, like it, it's not like it's shoving Skittles down your throat or anything. It's just you do a traditional dungeon crawl, and at the end of it, you get a Skittle. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hate it. When told about the licensing, executive producer Liz Braswell at Simon and Schuster in Simon and Schuster Interactive, I guess that's like a sub company of Simon and Schuster, refu refused the job and threatened to quit, but decided to work on it if she could have her way with the script, making it an almost MST3K-style game roasting itself, the dev team, and Skittles themselves. That's true. It doesn't take itself seriously in any way. No, it is absolutely like f sarcastic fourth wall breaking off message um 
Like, uh, I've, I've got several examples of that. Um, if you try to walk into a dark cave near the start, Sky will say, yeah, I want to show up in the credits as third dead teenager. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she and her partner, Drac, mock a, uh, coded password, uh, because it was written backwards. That was, that was the problem. They're like, this is stupid. Um, then like at one point, Drac will say, we can't do this puzzle till later. How do you know? I read the script. Ah, I mean, I had a sacred vision. I've heard that line. I've heard that line. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in the second world, uh, Sky has to retrieve a green Skittles from the belly of a sea monster. She jumps in to get it, is spat back out, and promptly returns to the camera to announce, A Skittles! Mysteriously unaffected by centuries of digestive activity. See... Marketing didn't want us to show a Skittles all narfed up from stomach juices, so they decided, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, repeatedly, if you try to get her to swim, she'll be like, I'm a warrior hero adventurer goddess who can't swim? <laughs> so, yeah. You know, it's... She's got a It's point. pretty funny. Yeah. I'm when glad she took over. <laughs> yeah no she did good when mars inc got the 300 page script to their credit they only asked to change it uh, to change a joke remove some curse words and remove all snakes from the game i can't think of any reason for that but clearly someone at mars inc either hates snakes a lot or loves snakes a lot yeah uh i'm i'm actually gonna go in opposite direction I'm going to say this is like those stories about how uh, was it uh, David Lee Roth would be like I only want green M and M's in my my dressing room whenever he went to yeah, do a concert right and, yeah I don't and, remember who but yes there is someone with that yeah it was one of the Van Halen people I think it was Roth but it's not that he actually gave a shit about the green M and M's. It was that he wanted to make sure they were doing everything they were asked, and if he if they didn't do this, then he knew they weren't doing everything else. I think that's what this remove all snakes from the th game is. They they okay. they can like look through the game real quick and be like, I don't see any snakes, which means they did everything. Yeah, and that way you don't have to like play through the entire game to make sure that they removed the joke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it was absolutely no brown ones, not only greens. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. There, there's you're getting that mixed up because there is an actor that requires only green M and M's. Okay, and I don't remember who that is. But yeah, um, it's it's possible. Uh, the the problem with that is that Liz Braswell asked for uh clarification on that, and snake like creatures are allowed. You just can't have snakes. Just no actual snakes. No actual snakes. Snake-like <laughs> creatures are fine. No actual snakes. You can have so, a basilisk, but not a garden snake. Yeah, or a sea serpent, but not a snake. <laughs> so Not a rattlesnake. Yeah. So, okay. so like, I, I really do think it is just a... Either they hate snakes, like they just hate snakes, and they can't, they don't want to even look at a snake, or 
they love snakes so much and they don't want you running around killing snakes. Okay. I, I think <laughs> I think those are the two directions. All right. Honestly, at the end of development, there was so little mention or tie-in of the Skittles brand that they considered removing it, but they'd already incorporated it into the gameplay and in-game text, so they just removed any external references to Skittles, like the box cover. Yeah, yeah. it looks like a quite a good game. Yeah, it, it looks like just a standard fucking fantasy action game. It. Yeah. Like, like, you could see it being, like, a, a beyond good and evil type game. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, aside from the script and just how pretty the game is, it's not actually that good a game. No, it's it's kind of <laughs> it, ass to play. Yeah, it's, like, slightly above average, like, <laughs> 60s and 70s scores. Like, for a GameCube but, game, it's, it's subpar. Yeah. Yeah. I would still play it if I could get my hands on a copy of it, though. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Speaking of Boston Animation and Simon & Schuster Interactive, they did a lot of work together, including on all those M&M's games. Not all the games mentioned below are by them, but I, Archimedes, don't want to go over all the shitty producers. Uh... And that was so long that I don't know what this is referring to. <laughs> Including on all those M&M's games I mentioned previously. Like, M&M's The Lost Formulas for Mac and Windows. A 3D platforming game a la Crash Bandicoot where Yellow has to stop the M&M's minis from ruining the M&M's factory. Okay. <laughs> M&M's yeah. Minis Madness a 2D platformer along the lines of The Lost Vikings? That doesn't help me place this. Where the four M&Ms oh. you control each have different abilities. You're not familiar with The Lost Vikings? No. By Interplay and Blizzard? No. Weird. Uh, I've never heard it, of it in my life. It's it's a puzzle platformer game where you control one character at a time, but you can at will switch between them. But they're all on the screen at the same time. So like, so like trying, they they sit where they're left until you switch to them and move them forward. But each of them has a unique ability that you all use together to. Okay, solve so the trying and get out. Trying ripped off the Lost Vikings. Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah see if you had referred to trine i would have understood what you were saying <laughs> yeah never played trine i i played the actually good one which was the lost vikings and the lost viking 2 uh were m&ms trying to treat the m&ms minis like rabbits yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah okay uh, M&M's Shell-Shocked for the PlayStation, uh, which is just the PlayStation version of M&M's The Lost Formulas with some small changes. M&M's Blast for the Game Boy Advance, a direct ripoff of Mario Party. Why would you do that for the Game Boy Advance? That's weird. I mean, there's Link Cable, but right. yes, it is. <laughs> M&M's Break'em. For the Game Boy Advance and DS, just a reskin of the developer's other game, Gem Smashers, which is just bejeweled, probably. 
Uh, no, it's it's not actually. Oh, okay. Um, but I closed that already. So, uh, puzzle video game. Um, shit. Uh, it was Japanese Pazunin Uminin no Puzzle Denimu. Okay. And. Cool. I think it's a little bit closer to, like, Brick Breaker. Alright. Eminem's Kart not- Racing. <laughs> a no power up kart game for the Wii and DS. Why? Eminem's Adventure for the Wii and DS, a 3D action adventure game. You start in the factory and can access from there different levels, Banjo Kazooie style, based on different holidays, stunning enemies, and defeating bosses whilst collecting Eminems for the holidays. Because the the candy I want on Christmas is some fake chocolate Eminems. Yeah, uh, it's also Bad. very themed around Christmas. Christmas is the final level, and all the story is based around collecting M&Ms for Christmas. So M&Ms Adventure is a Christmas movie. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is a it is a Christmas video game with other holidays in it. M&Ms Beach Party for the Wii, which means this is shit. A typical 3D party minigame collection, like so many Wii games were, right? It's exactly like all of the other 3D party minigame collections. Think of a shovelware I, title for the Wii. This game is exactly that. I, I don't have this game, but I do because I have four or five other party minigame collections. Oh, do you have Wii Sports? Then you have this game. Y- yeah. Do you have <laughs> Wii Play? Then you have this game. D- yeah. Right. They probably all use the same code, too. It's just swapping mm-hmm. out sprites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, models. they probably do. Eminem's Adventure for... This is a mobile shit game uh, <laughs> that rips off Candy Crush and all the other Bejeweled clones. Now we've got our Bejeweled clone! Hey-ho! Yes. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of candy games, World Gone Sour, developed by Playbrains and published. All right, stop, stop. What is World Gone Sour by? Like, what, what do they tie in? Uh, it's got to be Warheads, right? All right, we'll see. Uh, Keep going. Go. Play develop de- developed by Playbrains and published by Capcom. For Windows, PS3, and Xbox 360. Somewhere between the aesthetics and mechanics of Little Big Planet and Little Nightmares, but with the feel of Epic Mickey, you play as a Sour Patch Kid who <laughs> fell out of his bag and goes on a journey to get eaten. Yep. And that was just the facts. What? <laughs> Like, the goal is to die? Yes. I mean, the goal of every Sour Patch Kid is to end up in the stomach of a child. Yep. Now, I want to put it out out there. I want to put it out there that Liz Braswell deserves all the praise for this game. Dark and Sky. And, yeah. And and really, she should be on our list of 
uh, heroes awesome developers. Yeah, next to Yoshiakiya. Yeah, yeah. And there was uh, another I th- guy. I think that that she she was given an impossible problem. <laughs> like how how do you make something good that's got a tie-in of this magnitude? Like, like and... she was like, I want to make an actual game, and then the higher ups at the studio are like, but we're gonna we're gonna get some money from Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> And I I think that she deserves a lot of praise for that and for getting out of it because she stopped making games in something like 2002 and went on to write books. And she writes a lot of books now. Oh, really? Um, oh, I yeah, wonder hopefully. what her main genre is. Uh, I think she's best known for the Nine Lives of Chloe King. A Twisted um, Tale collection by Liz Braswell. Mm-hmm. The Three Incestuous Sisters, an illustrated novel. <laughs> Wait, I don't think that's by her. I don't think so either. No. I don't see it listed on her. Uh... It is not. I just, I googled her and this was the fourth book that came up, but it's by somebody entirely different named Audrey Niffenegger. Yeah, no. She she does go by other names, but that's not one of them. Uh, she she goes by Tracy Lynn and Celia Thompson as well. Oh, that's that's the person who wrote the Time Traveler's Wife. Okay. So uh, yeah, I was reading her her bio, and um, you know, she's a plant lover, and uh, she. Uh, knits, weaves, brews her own kombucha, but does not wear patchouli or burn incense. Um, <laughs> okay. Just to separate herself a little from that side of the world. Um, she sat in the Voyager's captain's chair, as well as the Defiance, and walked around the deck of DS9. Because um, she helped uh, publish those games. And so they let her go to the studios and actually sit there and walk around. Um, oh! Oh! What? Oh. Oh, this is weird. Wait, let me click on some of these other ones. Go back. Go back. Where? Where's another Twisted Tale book? Okay, John. The reimagined fairy tales. Yes, that that is what these are. These are like twisted versions of Disney movies. Yeah, like a whole new world, once upon a dream, part uh, of your world as old as time. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at as old as time right now, and that's like, <clears throat> what if Belle's mother had cursed the beast? Ooh, yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> Um, her husband and her became friends while building a robot together. Okay. <laughs> like, like she's, she's cool. She is cool. Yeah. So, yay Liz Braswell. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm glad I know of her now. Let's talk about news. Talking about the news is what I don't want to do, but here we are. Uh, let me refresh my pages, I guess, because they've just gone blank. So, 
So I haven't read any of these because they weren't posted until today. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's okay. And the the most of these are not that important. It's just like like all right. So the the top one on this list is just uh uh fuck you Sony and also fuck you uh, scalpers uh, because people can't get their hands on a PS5. Um, and the point this is trying to make about that is uh, that the PS4 is still Sony's main revenue stream. Right. Because people can't get a PS5, which is crazy two years later? I think it was 2020, yeah, that it released. No, yeah, like, no, it was the end of 2019. Yeah. It was right before the pandemic hit. And uh, okay, no, no. No? No. The PS5 launched on 12th of November 2020. Okay. Listen, so, the past the past I, 2 years have been 10 years. <laughs> no, I completely understand. <laughs> I completely understand. Um so yeah, it was announced in 2019 as the successor and then released in 2020. So it's like a year and a half and it's still the it, pretty much impossible to get. Yeah. Yeah. And it says that uh, 65% of PlayStation Store revenue comes from the PlayStation 4. And 69% of PlayStation Plus subscribers are still on the PS4. So, way more than half. Also, they're still screwing themselves a little bit with the fact that... uh, Are there more than two exclusives yet? Uh, no, and uh, not really, and they're not really trying to either. Like, another thing this article is saying is that they're kind of gonna stick with the PS4 until, like, 2025? Yeah, like... But, uh, transition already. <laughs> right, but, but they can't because if they transition now, nobody will be buying the new games. Yeah. <laughs> Like that that's the that's the place where they're stuck at. And it really is at this point just a Sony problem. Because if I wanted an Xbox Series X or S or whatever, I could go and get one right now. Yeah. Like, like they they're have on, they're on shelves. <laughs> like they have fixed their issues over at, at Microsoft. But for some reason yeah. Sony is just not getting their shit together. Speaking of Sony not getting their shit together. Oh, yeah, they're being sued again. Uh, I think we talked about this when the first lawsuit was going around. Um, It kind of quietly got dismissed out of court. Uh, I'm not really understanding why, except maybe the scope of it was too large. And so, like, maybe they didn't have standing in California or something. So they've they've lowered the scope now to only women who worked in California below a certain level in the company. Okay. And that's the the scope of the, the new lawsuit against Sony. But basically it's saying that people who worked at PlayStation, women who worked at PlayStation were subjected to gender-based discrimination and harassment. Um, Yeah. And let's see. 
Marie Harrington said, at, at Sony Online Entertainment, I received an email from an engineer telling me that I shouldn't wear a skirt to work anymore because it was distracting to him. Men were ranking their female colleagues on hotness levels. There were email distribution lists for filthy jokes and images of women. 4chan was used throughout the workday to further share offensive images of women. Yeah, 4 chan's one of those things that... If it comes you know, up, I'll, you're a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're looking at 4chan and it, at your workplace... That's a problem. If you're looking at it at home, that's honestly kind of an issue. But all right. Speaking of uh, harassment, let's go talk about Blizzard. Except we're not really talking about Blizzard. We're talking about Xbox, who's purchasing Blizzard, and uh, they're uh, doing the the bare minimum. Uh, right. <laughs> so Raven Software just Raven Software QA just. Um, had a union vote and they passed and they now have a union and it's still not recognized uh, okay so the issue blizzard the issue here is that activision blizzard in an attempt to not have to recognize the union is saying that it it wants the entirety of raven ravensoft to vote on unionization and that it's not fair for only 19 people to decide what goes on in a company of 350 but it's like like this is an entirely legal thing to do to only unionize a specific section of a company like that's protected under under u.s law so the answer was yes, it's still not being recognized. Yes. Whereas Phil Spencer, the CEO of Xbox right now, has come out saying that once we accompany once we acquire the company, yeah. I will recognize the comp- the the union. Yeah. You know, Which is I will do the legally mandated thing. Right. The the um, legal bare minimum of what is required of him. <laughs> yeah. Which is somehow like noteworthy <laughs> at all. And it is. It is actually noteworthy, but it's fucking fucked up that we live in a society where it is. <laughs> yep. Uh this next one's just kind of fun. So what happens here is the studio called Daybreak, most known for uh, DC Universe Online and City of Heroes, were <laughs> <laughs> were uh, charged with making a, an, a Marvel MMO, and mm-hmm. it, it was never even publicly given a name or even really announced. It was it mostly just showed up in like uh like earnings reports and shit, like like yeah like investor shit that that's who they were talking about this with and that's the only reason anybody knew about it and now it's been Uh canceled but what i found interesting about this is that it's the second marvel mmo that daybreak was working on that has been canceled Mm -hmm. and it's the third uh marvel mmo that's been worked on because uh, there was also a game called Marvel Heroes that never did very well, and it only lasted like four years before shutting the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 
<laughs> it was not very uh very big and in, instead of making a new game daybreak took all of those resources they were supposed to be making this marvel mmo with and they've just shuffled them back to all of their like decades old games that they're still working that they're still running mm-hmm. like, like like i'm guessing planet side 2 and dc universe and city of heroes <laughs> <laughs> these games that released before I was an adult. Yeah. <laughs> I just found it really fun. Mhm. Okay, and our last our last linked story here is uh <laughs> Well, I don't think I don't I don't know about you, no. but I don't need a link for the last the last last one. Uh, nope. So this is a story in Kotaku. I'm on the wrong thing. All right, the I have an issue with the headline. First of all, the headline on Kotaku is "World of Warcraft streamer allegedly harassed off of Twitch by ex-cop." I have an issue with allegedly because she just was, but I get that it's a law thing. Like whatever. Yeah. It's stupid. But he's not really an ex-cop. The the first line in the thing refers to him as a 29-year-old former airport cop. But if you actually read the full article, it says here, uh, The FBI investigator in the case claimed Baltiera was formerly a Marine with at least one combat deployment and later briefly employed as a police officer at the Los Angeles World Airport, but resigned before completing his probationary period. So, ex-cop is... Like, like Kotaku, yeah. I'm, I'm anti-cop also, and we, we can get into that later, but this is really <laughs> not a cop thing. This is... No, it's it's really not. It's a dude thing, and maybe you could make it about Marines? You could do that. I mean, the military sucks also. Like, if they had said ex-Marine, that would be less misleading. So, yeah. Kotaku, get get on point with your headlines. It's fucked up. Anyway, this dude was... He, he was stalking... Uh, what was her name? Okay. She goes by Nolly online, N-A-L-I, and Mm -hmm. she would stream World of Warcraft, and these, uh, they met in person at BlizzCon, like, he he was formerly a moderator for her Twitch channel, and they were both at BlizzCon in 2019, and they met up, and he, like, asked her out, and she turned him down, and then he started harassing her, like, (laughs) it says he... When the streamer declined to be his valentine and later took away his mod privileges from her Twitch channel, he allegedly began a targeted harassment campaign against her, her boyfriend, and her family. Uh, Mm -hmm. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Central District of California said, 
In March 2022, law enforcement executed a search warrant at Baltiera's residence and seized several items, including a thumb drive that contained many photoshopped nude images with the victim's face on them, and evidence on Baltiera's iPhone of email accounts with which he used to send the victim harassing messages. Awesome. Yeah. So, And this went on for three years. Uh, he did sign a restraining order at one point, but obviously just continued to break it. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was spreading that uh, photoshopped porn to her friends and family. And, and this just happened for three years. Like, nobody did anything except for this temporary restraining order. Yeah. And... Uh, it's just a bummer because like it's such an everyday story but it's so horrific Mm -hmm. like like uh, women online get harassed by dudes like this all the time and nothing is ever done about it like yep if you look back to uh 2014 and gamergate like People like Zoe Quinn are still being harassed by people who started harassing them in 2014. Yeah. Like, to this day. And no charges are ever brought against them. And it's just this this societal ill that we've, we've collectively decided to really do nothing about, except maybe occasionally on an individual level, like with this guy. And it's just frustrating. I just I, I wish I knew what to do. It, it it seems like we just need better laws about online harassment because we've had the internet for forty years or something, and we just still don't have any laws on the books that adequately deal with this kind of shit. Yeah. Well, before we get to the last one. Hey, Wombat, what are you looking forward to for next week? Oh, yeah. I know we can't do the outro. No, there is. <laughs> After that. <laughs> uh, there's, there's one more thing we're going to talk about, but before we get to that, we're going to go ahead and finish the podcast. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what am I looking forward to for next week? I mean, hopefully selling the house. Yes, that would be fantastic. <laughs> like, selling the house, buying the new one, moving in. Right. If we sell the house on Thursday, we can buy the house the same day and just move in. Like, yeah. that's the goal. And hopefully this dude doesn't fuck us over fucking completely. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Things possibly working out. Yep. What about you, John? <sighs> I'm going back to the gym. Oh, hey. I'm, I'm- it's it's been a bad month for that well, with uh people going into the hospital and it's it's hard to be motivated to go and like eat healthy and go to the gym when it's your birthday and you have birthday things and you eat lots of food like that. Um right. so yeah, get getting my shit back together. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Okay. I'm going to go swimming. Yeah. Ooh, swimming. It's very good for your health. I would like to go swimming again, but there's no good places around here. 
Yeah. I'm also not that I'm... good at swimming. I'd like to I'd like to take classes and become like a better swimmer. Oh. You could always go for the Y for that. The Y YMCA all the time does uh, swimming lessons. Oh really? Yep. I mean I do know where the Ys are around here. So I can yeah. look into that. We've already made our announcements, so don't forget to uh, read Reborn as a Space Mercenary, book three. Or don't. We'll talk about the whole story anyways. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's also and, our last uh, visit ever to this world. Uh, <laughs> thank God for that. We will never be returning to this particular series. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, we say that now, but we're going to read it and be like, this was the best book. If the rest of them are like this. <laughs> I, I've... I glanced through the book just for the images, and I can tell you this will not be the best book. <laughs> uh, I have a strong feeling that the first book was, in fact, the best the series ever gets. Oof. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, then. Uh, hey, uh, share this with someone who um, goes to school. What? And, uh, yeah, that's... that's Unless you're an adult, and then don't approach random elementary school children. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, there's... College is school. Sure. But when you say school, that... That implies K through 12. (laughs) I don't think it does. And I'm just not... I'm not sure anybody younger than 14 should be listening to our podcast. Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I think if you're 14, you're old enough to, to comprehend and, and digest most of what we're saying. But if you're younger than that, maybe don't. In fact, uh, if you're 12 and listening to this show, never turn us on again. <laughs> well, for another two, another two years. Another two years. Yeah, then you can come back and you we'll have a backlog for you and it'll be fun. You'll get to listen to it all like right in a row. It'll be great. All right, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, if you don't want to hear about recent events, um, I, here's a content warning for um, uh, murder. Yeah. And murder of children. Uh, because so, uh, I, I don't now's feel... Now's your chance. Goodbye. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I can... I've been trying to stay away from the political topics recently. You you know, like... Yeah, I, I, I think you've done a great job of that. When, when the Buffalo shooting happened, I really wanted to talk about that, but I was like, it's just not germane like to me personally or to the podcast as a whole i think we can skip it but i live in texas like i'm like three hours away from uvalde you know so it's a it it hit a little close to home this time and that's why I, i need to talk about it and also everything that's come out since the first day Yes. Uh, which I feel like is germane to every single person in America. <laughs> uh, so, on... I had a, I had a liberal moment this week. I, I had to take one of my dogs to the vet. Yeah. Because they have an ear infection. And um, 
they were all uh, the, the they have a big flat screen TV there, and usually it's got Animal Planet on it, <laughs> and that's what they play all day there. This time it was the news. It was the day after, and I, you know, I'm sitting there. They're talking about things. I I get called to the back, and and we go through the whole thing with my dog, and they give me the meds, and I come back out to pay and leave. And there's a customer and one of the vet techs sitting there uh, just absolutely shitting on Texas and the the cops and everything. And right then, Greg Abbott takes the stage. Uh-huh. And, and I walk, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing up there? Get off the stage. Like, you of all the people... <laughs> But I mean, Get he, out of there. he has to be because he is the governor. Like, if he hadn't yeah. have said anything, that would be worse. But like, of all the people, the the person who's saying I'm disappointed in Texans for not going out and buying more guns, right? No, and, and nothing is going. <laughs> he's not going to do shit for Texas after this. Like, no, not a single fucking thing. No. So, I think it was Tuesday, right? It was Tuesday that this happened. Um, 19 children and two adults were murdered in Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, And, let (laughs) it's one of the rare times where, like, I didn't find out about it, like, like, the day after or something, like... Like, I, I was watching the news, and it happened, and... Wow, yeah. Um, and it fucked me up. It, it's, it really fucked me up, because, like, the last time something like this happened in a school, like, like a an elementary school, and I was aware of it, was, like, Sandy Hook. Okay, so not the Parkview in Florida? Parkland. Parkland, but those were, those yeah. were high schoolers, and oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, this, and like there's it's horrific either way, but there is just something about like elementary schoolers, like these kids were all nine and ten years old, you know. Yep. And yep. It it did just it. It hit home to me just just how much it can happen anywhere, like like. Cause when I moved when I moved to Texas, it was right right after the uh, the Fort Hood shooting. Um, like mm-hmm. I, I moved I moved to Texas a year after the Fort Hood shooting, um, and I live in a town right next to Fort Hood. Uh, yeah. So that was a little bit relevant to me. And then El, El Paso was the next, like, big shooting in Texas that everybody was aware of. Um, now, was this the 2009 Fort Hood shooting or the 2014 Fort Hood shooting? And why do I have to ask you this? <laughs> uh, it would have been the, uh, the 2009 one. Which means I actually have okay. my years off. It was like a, it was like two or three years after, but it was still, okay. it was still like my mom worked in 
when when we moved to Fort Hood, uh, she worked in the building they were using as a replacement for the building that was shot up. Like that. Yeah. If we had moved, she would have the, been there. Yeah, if we had moved there two or three years earlier, she would have been in that building. Uh, so that that's why it's it sticks out to me. And then El Paso, and then now, and it, it's yeah. it's kind of difficult for me to talk about. And now a bunch of nine and eleven year olds. And now, and -olds. yeah, yeah. Now now a bunch of children, and. It was completely preventable, it seems like. Yeah. And and even when it wasn't prevented, it could have been stopped early. Yes. Because as we found out in the days since the shooting, the police just stood outside the school um, for 80 to 90 minutes and allowed him to just stay in there. But when I learned that, I I almost threw up. Um, and uh, I'm a little nauseous of, even one now. Of, <laughs> one of the officers who had called in uh, told one of the kids to ask for help, and then they died because of that. Like, like they they handled every single stage of it wrong. Yeah. Like like. They at, were told to ask for help, and then a gunshot was found, heard, and they didn't speak to that student again. And, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how do you think that's going to help? And, and why weren't you in that building? Yeah. Like, if you look at every other job that exists, every other job firemen they have their job where they have to run into burning buildings that is one of the most dangerous things that you can do and every it's required day, of them firemen run into burning buildings and they save lives and they save properties and and so on but you know that's that's a you know an expected thing because that's the the like they're a government resource that's required to do that even if you aren't a government resource like if you're a minor, minors have much, much more dangerous jobs than the cops do. Oh, yeah. Like like 10, 10 to 20 times as dangerous, as deadly as a as police work. I think the only thing they, more dangerous than being a minor is being a lumberjack. No, fisherman. But I was going to get to that. Oh, okay. Uh, if, a, if, a, if a minor does not go into a mine, he is fired. Because that is your job. That is the one thing that you're required to do. And it is dangerous as hell. But if you don't do it, you will be fired. A fisherman is the da most dangerous job in the world because of the, uh, the terror of the high seas and the, the waves and everything crashing down and storms are constantly happening where fishing takes place. And... If they do not go out on the boats, then they are fired. Right. But for some reason, in America, we uh, we have said that 
police do not have the constitutional duty to protect the citizens. They do and, not have yeah. to put themselves in danger to protect school children. And, you know, so this is one of the, the problems I have in general with that is, is like, that that thing in particular I dislike. That argument I, I dislike because we don't have a constitutional obligation as I don't have a constitutional obligation as a video game designer to make video games. Right. I I, I don't have to. Uh, but as I, you know, I am a part of a business, if I do not perform my duties, then I am fired. Uh, there are no firemen in the Constitution. There are no policemen in the Constitution. This is true. Uh, but I do have a problem. And I don't necessarily think that they should be. Like, that... Yeah. I mean, I think we shouldn't have policemen just in general. So, <laughs> well, yes, yes, that 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 is a completely valid other aside. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I do think that when it comes to laws, um, it it's it should not be. A thing like it, it, it should be completely up to the, um, the stations and the departments themselves to have these rules. Yes, like it's it's absurd to me that there are, and and really this is the problem is that everyone keeps going to courts instead of going to their departments about this. Uh, as a when you know, I've worked in retail. When I worked in retail, I got a uh, a book that said, here, here are the requirements for your job. They include everything from the fact that I should wear clean underwear and be uh, showered before I work, as well as the fact that I should wear a uniform of this, you know, exactly this type, down to my duties of here are the things I must perform as a worker there. And if I do not do any of these things, then I'm fired because I am not performing my job. Those are the things I sign that I am going to do when I get hired. And it is absurd to me and to everyone else that thinks about it that a police officer is not required to know the laws that they are Oh, enforcing yeah. right anywhere anywhere in america police officers know less about the laws they're enforcing than you do yes and uh the and i i don't think that should be a legal thing uh, although it could be it could be a legal thing of you cannot uh enforce law if you don't know it i think if you have a um, gun on your fucking waist it should be yeah i i, <laughs> I think there should be a law that you cannot enforce the law if you do not know it um, and, uh, which doesn't ne negate or doesn't translate to the reverse that if you do know the law, you have to, uh, enforce it, but cause then people are going to learn the law and then go shooting people if they, you know, deputize themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, like, I think that all police departments need to have in there that one, they must save people if they can. <laughs> right. And 
it, it, it must be part of your job to do the thing. And it isn't. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't. And why isn't it? That's, a, that's actually the thing, is that in Texas, all law enforcement officers are trained to immediately move into a building and confront a, a shooter. Like, that oh. is supposed to be what they do. That is what all law enforcements are supposed to be trained to do. And so why didn't they? Why were they... Why was the shooter in there for 90 minutes? Like, I'm surprised, honestly, at how low the death count was considering that. Like, that's enough time. He could have gone through the entire school. Yeah. And and to I don't think any of it's been confirmed yet, but there are like, like there is evidence to suggest that some of them went in only to the classroom where their student their children were and got so, their yeah. own children out. I know that there was a border patrol police officer or border patrol officer which is not under the same division, not supposed to be doing this sort of thing that Kate they they got the news from their child or something from a um oh is uh, this the guy who was at the barber shop correct yeah yeah so he's he's technically not involved technically not supposed to be the he's he's not the person who is obligated to go in and shoot the shooter yeah i'm not talking about this guy at all this guy actually seems like a genuine hero like yeah because he got the the text as he was sitting yeah so to tell the story he he got the story uh learned what was happening uh got up from the barber shop the barber gave him his shotgun and he went to the school grabbed a couple of officers who were there just standing around not doing anything and they went uh to the wing of the school where he knew that his kid was and uh got the whole class out Go, no, got the whole wing out. The whole he wing. Got everyone in the wing out, and you know the the two cops were just you know posted up at at a doorway with their their guns aimed down the hallway just to make sure that you know they didn't the the shooter didn't come in and while they were moving everyone, and then the other guy just like went into every class and was like get out now get out now like like pushing people out the door like get out of here <laughs> save you like <laughs> right like, absolutely he had no responsibility to do this sort of thing no. and no responsibility but he did it because he had the training and he you know he had someone to protect he had it one of his kids to protect i have not heard there was a lot of talk about cops going in and getting their kids but everything i've seen seems to indicate so far like i said it's just chatter at the moment nothing's been confirmed it could come back that this you know was that i'm wrong and that there were cops doing it but everything i've seen seems to indicate that the those stories were early reports of this dude i see um, but yeah, like they, they were stopping, um, they 100% stopped parents stop. from, yeah, from going, doing yeah. things that they weren't yeah. doing. 
Yeah, and 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 like they, one one woman was belligerent, and they handcuffed her, and she said, "Oh no, never mind. I won't. I won't do this." And, and so they let her go, and then she, you know, snuck around, entered the school, and got her kids out because, uh, as a parent, of course you fucking will, right? <laughs> like uh, if she but, hadn't, it's entirely possible her kids would have died. Yeah. And those police officers would have had her handcuffed on the ground while her children died in a school not, like, like a hundred yards away. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's... The, the police... To say it botched it... Is an understatement. Is... is such a gross understatement of what happened. Like, and I would almost argue they're complicit in what happened. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah. No, to, the, the cops, to make no the, movement to, to stop the shooter, and you have all these fucking long guns and shit, and then Border Patrol, not even this off-duty Border Patrol guy, but actual Border Patrol, who usually are just racists and Nazis, show up and yeah. actually resolve the situation. And Yeah, it was just one Border Patrol guy was like, no, and he went in despite all of them saying no, and went to the classroom and shot the shooter. Right. Like, it was, it was just one dude was like, fuck this, and went in and finished it. And it, it like... He got grazed with a bullet, but he went in and he did the fucking job. Right. Better than the people who are trained to actually do that. Yeah. Because, like, it's not really his job to stop a, an active shooter situation in a school. Uvalde's not even that close to the border. It took them a while to get there. Yeah. So, like, it's... And it, this close to Juneteenth as well, like, like <laughs> all of this information coming out, it's going to be a shit show this year. And yeah, the, the, the like I, I kind of want to see what other cops are saying in other places. Because you know that there's a good portion of them, and I'm a good portion of them are going to be like, yeah, well, you know, they were just trying to save themselves and protect themselves. But I also want to hear the other portion that are like, well, fuck them, because now we're going to have to deal with their shit because they were such shitty cops. Then everyone's going to think that we're also shitty cops. And the problem is that they are. You are shitty. Cops. <laughs> like you, 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 you are right. You all I, suck. I mean, I, I am not nearly as cop hating as Wombat is. <laughs> no, I, I am, I am You're, like, fuck the cops. Fuck everything the cops stand for. There is nothing, no good that a cop can do. Humans have gone most of our civilization without cops, uh, and we could go the rest of it without them also. Yeah, you're so far in the op uh, on that edge that I am not anywhere close to you, but 
But shit like this kind of makes you see where I'm coming from. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and, and this is not that unusual. And that is a problem. Right. The... The fact that I don't think it was it was two weeks from the Buffalo shooting to this shooting. No. Yeah. Well, and oh, man, I was talking to my mom because she was she brought this up, which was a mistake on her part. Um, <laughs> and she was like, yeah, it's tragic. And I was like, yeah. And, you know, I, you know, wish we didn't have this much of a gun issue. And th- this is someone. I like guns. Guns are cool. Guns are fun. Yeah, I used I've to be to- like a I used to be like a an anti-gun absolutist, like we just don't need guns. I'm actually much more on the side of like I think it's fine to have guns. I I do. Yeah. But uh uh then you know, I I but I pointed out to my mom that um Australia who has gotten rid of guns hasn't had a uh, school shooting. <laughs> or really a mass shooting. Or, or a mass shooting at all. But, but specifically a school shooting in over 14 years. Because it happened once and they said, not again. And Uvalde was the 27th school shooting this year. I'm actually looking at a CNN article that says it's the thirtieth shooting in a uh, in a school e- in the first every, five months of this year. Every single resource I've seen has said twenty-seven. So uh, twenty-seven is is the official number. Okay. Um, I don't know where CNN is getting this thirty to number then. Twenty-seven. Like, either way, it's still way too much. It is less than halfway through the year, and we have 27 fucking school shootings. Right. Not even mass shootings, just ones at a school. Just school shootings. Yeah, no, if you go into mass shootings, there's 40 plus per month. I mean, January had 41, February had 43, March had 52, April had 66... And if you look at um, any other country really just in the world, these numbers would be unfathomable. Yeah. But 27. Uh, last year was the highest number of shootings in a year. 34. That is seven more than we've gotten this year. Right, and the school year... We're not even halfway. I mean, we are halfway through the school year. Well, there's summer school. (laughs) (laughs) There's summer school still... I mean, I guess technically Uh, one could happen during summer school. Um, then, like, so 34 happened last year. It was 10 the year before, 24 in 2019, and 24 in 2018... It's worth noting that the last two years, we've also been going back and forth on, like, COVID measures and stuff. So kids weren't even in school all of that time. Yeah. And that's that's why there were only 10 school shootings in 2020. Right. Because we we shut down the schools for most of that year. 
That's why we dipped down from 24 to a meager 10 school shootings. Because those were probably all in January and February. Yeah. Disgusting. Right. Since 2018, there have been 119 school shootings. And uh, do you know how many school shootings there should be? Zero. None, There should be zero school shootings. And yeah. time after time, the the obvious answer is ignored. Like, we, we need, like, we, we need background checks at the very least. But, and I was watching ABC the, the day of, that's the news I was watching was ABC when this was happening. Um, and they had a reporter at the, uh, the Capitol building. And it was the day, that day, Congress was going on break for the long weekend. And I'm like, y'all shouldn't be. Like, this just, mm-hmm. y'all need to be back in there talking about what we can do to stop this shit. Yeah. And they're trying to stop Republican lawmakers to have a conversation with them. And like, Lindsey Graham is like, oh no, I've got some place to be. Doesn't even stop. Ron Johnson is waiting for an elevator and they're trying to ask him questions from across the hall and he's just like playing with his phone like obviously intentionally ignoring them. Yeah. And like like they they're such fucking cowards they can't even like argue for their own horrid beliefs to to people questioning them. They're just going yeah. to force it on us without a conversation. And more children are going to die. Yeah, a lot. Like, every time... A lot more children. Every day we allow that to to fucking happen, more children die. So far, 83 people have been killed or injured in school shootings this year. 27 people have been killed. 56 people have been injured. 24 students have been killed three employees (sighs) and it should be zero it it should be zero we should have sorted this out after columbine we should have sorted it out after virginia tech we should have sorted it out after sandy hook should have sorted it out after las vegas should have sorted it out after parkland but here we are still and, and the problem isn't that students aren't bringing in plastic backpacks so that you can see through them or that they're not allowed to wear certain clothes that could be, you know, you could hide stuff in. And it's not, a you know, the problem of the, the students for not knowing how to hide under their desks or barricade doors or stuff. School, our education level in this country has dipped lower and lower and lower every year and it's partly because we're blaming them for not knowing how to not die and instead of teaching them reading writing and arithmetic we're teaching them how to hide how under their desk during an active shooting. and sure it is important to know how to avoid an active shooter we teach that at my uh my retail job there's a whole 30 minute video you have to watch where you uh, run if you can hide if you must fight to survive those are the three steps if you can run away 
run away as fast as you can. If you can't run, hide as best as you can because they'll go hunting and barricade yourself into places and, you know, put walls between you and them. And if none of that works, do the best you can to beat the ever-living fuck out of them. Because nobody else is going to do it for you. And that's the problem here. Is that we live in a world where there are guns you can get anywhere. And people can get them that are evil. Like straight up evil. And the cops aren't going to help you. And, like, this kid turned 18 and bought two AR-15s the day of his 18th birthday. And with with a a known history of, like, violent misogyny towards women, which is, like, one of the most, like, like, universal indicators that something like this can happen. Yeah. Like, violent misogyny towards women is the number one thing. That's why so many of these people will shoot a female relative before going to the school. Like, it happened at Sandy Hook, and it happened here, and it happened other times. Like, it's just such a... Happened at Columbine. Right. Like, it's it's such a fucking universal thing that, like, if we could... If we could just pass, like, a domestic abuser's law... If you have a domestic abuse record, you cannot purchase a gun. That would fucking, like, have or more mass shootings. Yeah. Just that one law. And it's like, why why are y'all so intent on protecting the rights of people who have abused women to have a gun? But... Cause I can't think of something that would help more than just that one thing, other than yeah. other than just an assault weapons ban, which we had in the the mid nineties to early two thousands. And if you look at the numbers, mass shootings dropped by a shit ton when we had the assault weapons ban in place. Yep, a uh, little over forty percent dropped from that, and for the ten years that was it was a forty percent drop in in those fatalities and then then skyrocketed back in 2005 increased by 148 percent in 2005 right but like and it's worse today the those are the only two things we can do that can really just fucking nip this completely in the bud ban assault weapons just entirely or at least don't allow domestic abusers to have guns Anyway, this this whole situation's fucked. Oh, and also the police lied about it the first day. Like, it wasn't a miscommunication or anything. Everything the police said that first day was just a lie to cover their own ass. Like, yeah. they lied about the, uh, the altercation between a shooter and a, a school resource officer before the, sh- the shooter got into the school. The school resource officer was on the other side of the school and never saw the shooter. Like, yeah. that was just a lie. They they just lied. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't have cops be allowed to lie. Maybe that should get them fired. <laughs> and, and charged with, uh, I don't know, obstruction of fucking justice. 
Yeah. But yeah. nothing's going to happen. <sighs> oh, and school resource officers aren't the um, solution anyways. Cause... Oh, no, they've never stopped a single shooting in their entire existence. School yeah, resource officers like... are useless. All they do is arrest brown people for speaking up in class. That's all they're there for. Trying to remember one of the uh, two biggest school shootings. Uh, one of them ran away, and the other one hid. I think. Um, I mean, that yeah. could be from any of these. Like, like, yeah, they're they're useless. They're useless, and the police and, are useless. <laughs> yeah, and then people are talking about like arming teachers. Well, <laughs> so first of all. Teachers have so much on their plate anyways. I mean, they're having to use their own money in order to pay for school supplies. Like notebooks. Two, do you really want to give all of the government employees that that are being paid $30,000 or less a year and stressed out of belief a bunch of guns? (laughs) Right. Teacher suicides will now shoot up. And also... Also, school, school shootings, shootings will go up. <laughs> school yeah. shootings will go up, if only because of accidental discharges. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... Like, the answer is not more guns. As we've seen with all of these shootings, more guns is not the answer to the problem. Yeah, you want more guns standing around outside waiting for 80 to 90 minutes before right not doing anything because someone else did it <laughs> and also I guess, usually i guess here here we go an argument for more guns in this case generally the argument for more guns is you know the police aren't going to do it so you should have a gun too well you're goddamn right the police did not a damn thing and more guns served the job i mean to be fair it was just a different version of police i agree but (laughs) (sighs) goodbye everyone yeah i don't i don't know what else to say other than we just need to not have police anymore and we need to have gun laws like actual laws pertaining to guns instead of this second amendment absolutism bullshit that kills children every day you know what at the end of all of these we do a fucking call to action of like you know hey share this with some douchebag and maybe they'll listen but they won't they don't they never do um here's your call to action for this week if you're managing to listen this far in you got two things, and you have to do both of them. Um, number one, talk to your state representatives and senators. Send them emails. Send them letters. Call them up on the phone. And I don't mean do one of these three things. I mean do all of these three things repeatedly until you get results. Swamp and Ted them, Cruz's email so that he can't read anything but about how he needs to work on banning assault rifles and tell them that these issues are the most important thing and that he has to work on it they have to work on these you have to change these 
The other thing that you have to do, uh, in addition to talking to your state senators and representatives, is local. Talk to your county commissioners or your city commissioners or both, honestly, and get them to write into the department laws that your cops should fucking do their job. Right, if their slogan is going to be to serve and protect, then they need to start serving and protecting people. I, I agree that the big federal laws that are going to, you know, work across the entirety of the country are important. They are very important, and they need to have happened already. But the place where you can do the most change and the place where it is the most important, especially to you and to any kids you might have and to any kids you know or want to have in the future, if you're thinking about having kids ever in your life, you need to change things. If you have a niece or a nephew or a little cousin and you just think about them right now, think about your little niece or nephew or cousin. And now think about them being on the floor in a school and let's say let's say they survive. Let's say they survive by managing to uh, you know, just just to be nice to you. You don't have to think about your dead niece, nephew, or cousin or children. Because you know what? They they were smart and lucky and they managed to to hit the deck right next to one of their best friends who was just shot in the head and had their brains blown out and uh maybe you know maybe they were smart enough they they managed to take some of that blood and smear it on themselves so that they could lay on the ground and play dead just like their best friend of all time which happened at uvaldi an 11 year old had to do that an 11 year old girl had to cover herself with her friend's blood just to try and stay alive. And succeeded. Mercifully, she succeeded. But now for the rest of her life, she's never going to get the blood out of her hair, off her hands. She's never going to not see somewhere the face of her dead friend. She's never going to get out of that. Think about that and talk to your commissioners. Tell them that shit has to change where you're at they're the ones who are in charge of what the police have to do they get to write the rules for that that's their job it's not the police department's job they can do whatever the hell they want and as will always happen in a capitalist society they're gonna do what's best for them it's how it works every business and police officers police departments are a business Every business is going to do what's best for themselves. And at the end of the day, that's not what's best for you. Do what's best for you. Talk to your commissioners and make them do what's right. Because that's the only thing, the only thing that will make change happen. We'll see you next week for something a lot less than this. Right. Something not this. Probably games? 
Maybe anime. It's Who knows? Anime. We already we already said we're doing games. Oh, okay. Shut up. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not this. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.